You're now listening to Life is Christian Podcast, and I am your host, Charlotte Rutherford. Life is Christian is a safe space for believers and followers of Christ to share their experiences. Here on this podcast, we will be discussing our own personal struggles with walking in the faith. We will also be sharing with you some practical tips on how to overcome these challenges. Let's get into today's show. On today's episode of Life is Christian, I will be speaking with guest Janelle. She shares her personal struggle of dealing with grief. She also shares with us how using worship with God has helped her during the process. As we normally do, we will start today's show off with Janelle defining what Life is Christian means to her. So what does the phrase Life is Christian mean to you? I feel like it's more like peacefulness within the madness of like when people refer to the calm um, before the storm or anything like that, something to keep you grounded. But I feel like with me personally, it seems to knock me back into reality when you get so caught up in life and not understand that there is a meaning behind everything, that there is an importance of having that higher being, being God, being in your life. Amen. Amen. I feel like a key word you just said was grounded. It keeps you grounded. So life as Christian keeps you grounded within your faith and your relationship with that higher being. Yeah, because sometimes you get caught up in like the experience of this world you're in and the materialism behind it of in Canada, you need to have a bigger house. You need to get this thing bigger. You need to have this big car. You need to do this. And then sometimes you're like, why don't you sit back and actually enjoy the blessings that God has given you? Just sit back and enjoy it. Yes, it doesn't mean that everything is easy because some people get caught up in that motion of, hey, if I'm a Christian, that means it has to be easy. And you're like, hold on, wait a minute. Who said it has to be easy? Abraham, Noah, who said it had to be easy? Who had it easy? No one had it easy. You're like, Jesus himself didn't have it easy. So who are you just being a regular person supposed to have it easy? And I feel like throughout life, there've been like constant turmoils. And I feel like us as Christians, there's never a point where any Christian hasn't had the point of being like, God, seriously, don't you think I've had enough? At some point, you always have that theory of like, I had enough. But having that connection with him allows you to keep it grounded. Like I even went into a doctor's appointment. Doctor's like, yo, I'm done. Like you need to calm down. I don't want to see you anymore. I'm like, don't you think I'm done? Like, don't you? But I'm like, hey, I've said it to people and I strongly believe God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Even though you may think that it's too hard, you may be on your breaking wind. I feel like God never gives you more than you can handle. Amen. He tells us that we all have a measure of faith. And I feel like within that measure of faith that he has given to us, it helps us to cope and manage and continue to trust him and stay grounded in his word amongst or in the midst of everything that's happening all around us. Yep. <laughs> Okay. So as a follower of Christ, what is an area in your walk that you have struggled with? Ironic. I think it's the passing of people. Like it's, you know, everybody has a time, everyone has their purpose, 
but I still think it's always a struggle to actually say goodbye to somebody when it's whether or not it's someone who's young. When I lost a coworker a couple years ago and I was just like, it kind of was that blame because she was only 36 and I was just like, oh my gosh, she passed of a massive heart attack. Oh my gosh, I should have connected with her more. I knew she was having it hard. I knew she was having this. But then I remember their version of a priest because she was Hindu said that they believe that when people die young, it's they've already met their purpose. Like God essentially has already had their purpose. Their purpose has been met. Whether or not we realize it or not, their connections been met and that's why they had to go. And I was like, oh, that that kind of makes sense. Okay. Even though it's still like I still find death like extremely hard sometimes to deal with. Yeah, death is one of those things where I feel like I always say that it's the only sure thing in life. Like your next minute isn't promise. Your tomorrow isn't promise, but death is promise. But then it's like when it hits, it's almost like it's so unexpected. Even if you knew the person was sick, it still happens. And then you're just like in this place of shock and disbelief, like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe this person just passed away. Especially, you know, you mentioned her being 36, right? We're looking at it being in our 30s, like, oh my God, right? What? <laughs> That could have been me. That could have been this. But then it was, because it was a massive heart attack, the thing that I felt bad for in the end were her parents and her kids. Because her brother died like two or three months prior and she wasn't dealing with the death of her death of her brother. So it was because she didn't. And then it was her kids. And then I kept thinking, you know what? Here's the blessing within the storm. She had the massive heart attack and she wasn't in the country because if she was in the country, she could have had that heart attack with her kids there and her kids wouldn't have known what to do unless the oldest one was in the house. So it was okay, crazy enough that that's happened overseas, but the blessing within the storm is that she got to rest. Maybe that's what it was, is that she just needed to rest and then join her brother. Wow. Amen. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. That's like, just awful. Like, I mean, you know, I work healthcare and I see this stuff all the time, especially, you know, people within like our age groups. Right. And it always just like eats at me, especially when it's like you hear they have young kids. So, um, yeah, death is just one of those things. So you mentioned dealing with death or coping with the death of loved ones or just people in general maybe is an area that you have struggled with. How and when did you identify this as a cause for concern or something that you've struggled with? I feel like when someone points out the obvious and you're like, you don't think this has crossed my mind, as in I have two kids and I forgot if I mentioned this, but we each, like my husband and I each lost a parent within two to three months of me giving birth. Wow. And I was literally like, first one, he lost his mom and it's like her heart failed. And you're like, oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. And my husband actually was the person who found her. Then um, I had my youngest daughter, but before I had her, um, before I had her, 
my dad knew that he had cancer and then he got identified as it was like state when he found out what type he had he had stage four ironically he died to basically two months after i gave birth like within that two to three months after i gave birth and then my mom was like you realize after every time you've had a kid you've like a parent's been gone and i was thinking in my head you don't think i realize that you don't think i realize that like come on now i realize this okay because it's more of you're trying to cope with the death of a loved one, but then you have to kind of, you can't completely grieve because you have kids to take care of. So like in your head, you want to scream, but you're more just like, but I have my daughter. I got to take care of my daughter. And then when my dad passed, it was like, okay, I want to scream, but we have COVID going on. And I have now two kids that I need to like, make sure they're okay. So it kind of like, in a way, I guess, staggers your grieving per se, if that makes sense. As in, you can't just sit there and be like, today, I'm just going to cry because you have kids to take care of. You can't do that. But then it comes to that connection of sometimes you have, when my dad was badly cancer, I said it to one of my church friends and she gave me scripture to read. She was like, the next time you see your dad, read this to him. And I was just like, okay, I kind of got this. And me, sometimes I'm like, I need to practice out things. So I was like reading it and I'm like, okay, we're okay. There's a reason behind everything. There's a reason with the thing. And then I guess the blessing within the storm is because we knew what my dad was going through, at least it was time to have video calls with him more. Um, take Take a few pictures so at least like my kids can know what he looked like. Because I'm more just like, hey, the youngest one, the oldest one may remember. If she has a memory like me, she's not going to remember. So I'm like, she may remember, she may not. But at least I'm like, in their baby books, they at least have this moment or have something to realize that somebody else was looking out for them or somebody else did care. Their grandparents, unfortunately, are gone, like, presence-wise. But to me, I'm like, I always believe that spiritually people are there with you. Wow. Of like God put people in your life for a reason, whether or not they're praying with you and they're like physically there or they're like in your heart type moments. Wow. Oh my God. First of all, let me say, I'm sorry to hear that. My condolences. I had no idea that your dad passed away. I have no idea how I missed that part. Like I knew about um, your husband's mom, but I didn't realize that your dad had passed away. And in the midst of COVID, like, I mean, that's hard. He was so scared of COVID that I was trying to be like, why don't you go home and see your sisters? But I could get COVID. And I was just like in my head of, but you have cancer. (laughs) Why don't you go see your sisters? But then in the moment, it was just more of like, this is the reality check of, to enjoy your time while you have it because mm-hmm. us physically being here isn't a guarantee. Tomorrow, as you said, is not a promise. The only thing that that is promised is death. And then crazy enough is taxes because when you're gone, the people who buried you still got to pay taxes. And I'm still just like, <laughs> excuse me, rewind. What do you mean? They still have to pay taxes? Like, shouldn't there be a loophole for something? Like, can't we just end with something? Like, what do you mean? They still have to pay taxes. I'm like, okay. Whatever, whatever government, get your own. It's okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like in the midst of it all, 
it's good that, you know, you can still find humor and laugh because I cannot imagine what it is that you went through, you know, like you said, trying to find that balance to be able to grieve and at the same time be able to still parent and cope and, you know, just have a normal life despite everything that's happening outside that's not normal. Think of the positives. You just think of the positives. I was just like, okay, let's try to grasp this. When my mother-in-law died, I was like, wait, Jamaican KFC? I never knew about this. I felt like people liked me. What? Why does this taste so good? Why are they hiding this from people? Okay. And then it was like, when my dad passed, I was telling his sister and I was like, I remember when I told dad I wanted to see Triple X and he thought I was talking about something else. And I was like, it's a movie with Ben Diesel. Like, why are we getting mad? Like, come on, it's a movie. Ben Diesel. And the look on his face was like, my child wants to see Triple X. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then even my cousin pointed out, like my dad took me to Wildwater Kingdom for a trip. And he was just like, didn't you notice that your dad never wore shorts? Like never. And I was like, oh snap. I feel like my whole childhood was a lie. Like he never wore shorts. I was like, oh snap. He really never wore shorts. Oh yeah. My bad. But it gets you to the kind of focus on like the good times, focus on the realities of like everything. And then like realize that God kind of puts like everybody in your life for a reason and try to focus. It's like, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes I am that person who's screamed, like, why me? And people like, you know, I'm like, I have been that moment who's been screamed, why me? And then I've been that person who's like, yo, God has a reason behind everything. But I feel like even in the past when I used to teach Sunday school and at like my former church, I was still that open Christian who was open to people asking questions. Like one of my kids was like, who sits at the left-hand side of God? And I was like, I don't know. Why would you ask me that? I don't know. The bishop's there. Go talk to the bishop. I don't know. Okay. And the bishop was just like, uh, um, so you see what happened is there's an assumption. Then, um, And I feel like he didn't expect that question. I was just like, see, you could say I don't know either. It's okay. <laughs> and it's okay not to know. It's always okay not to know, but just never leave it at, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What? Why would you? Did I say I knew everything about God? No, I don't think I gave that message across. I'm like, I teach and I don't know how to spell. I openly admit this. Like we're all learning and walking and growing into faith. Yep. So you mentioned um, not being able to completely grieve. How did your faith or how did your relationship with God assist you in going through that process? I feel like it's always at least having someone to talk to because Sometimes if you're talking to friends or family, it may seem that you've gone through this conversation before or you've gone through this before and they'll be like, why are we still talking about this? Or they may not be thinking it, but you in your head are interpreting the fact that they're like, why are you still talking about this? Why are you still not over this? But me, I feel like in order for me to grieve or to get over a situation or if I'm angry, I still, I completely like talk it out. And I have to keep talking it out or or I find like 
I fester on it or I focus on it. So it's like, I rather talk it out with you and it actually has nothing to do with you just so I can get it out. And it's just more of like, I feel like God's like, okay, you could calm down now. You're getting there. You're getting there. You're getting to your moment of calm. And then you will have that peace. And it's not that um, you're completely over it, but at least I feel like God allows you to realize, hey, even though you're not completely over this, you've at least accepted it. Because I was like, what I said to my mom is I said, the issue with my dad is he never accepted the fact of he had cancer. Not that it's something easy to go through, but he never accepted that fact. And then it brought back times of people being like, wait, which way would you kind of like to go? And some people were like, maybe I'd like to just die in my sleep. God only knows it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Call it a day. Like, just go that way. And to me, I'm more just like, I'd rather just not focus on it. I'd rather just enjoy the life that God has given me and then be like, can you let me see the world? Can we just see what you have blessed us with all around this world, all the cultures, everything that you just blessed us with? And keep it at that. Amen. And I find Amen. like, at least that's kind of comforting, which is like part of the reason why I'm just like, can I escape now? Because that's part of my grieving is to just like enjoy something outside of my house, you know, not saying that the kids aren't a blessing, just enjoy something else. Oh, I get you. I, I completely understand. So you previously mentioned that a part of your struggle was dealing with people or struggling with the loss of loved ones. Uh, you just mentioned that you prefer to talk it out that has helped you. Is there any other way in which you have dealt with that struggle in terms of using scriptures at all? Are there any scriptures that you use to encourage you? Like if there's somebody else that is going through the struggle, how would you encourage them or what would you say to them? I feel like I just gave you a loaded question. Sorry. I find, I guess the blessing of COVID is being able to attend multiple churches. So I find like um, when I was younger, the church I used to go to, I used to find like a connection. Like I would just sit there in peace, right? And it was more like, I felt like God was just there. Not that he's not everywhere, but it's like, you know, it's like you feel like you're in his house and he's just there. And coming through this moment of you can't be physically there, um, I find it's not scripture. I find it's more music and more worship, right? So I feel like my daughter personally looks at me like, like I'm really crazy. But I'd go through, I forgot if it was Elevation Church or not, but um, My Worship by Phil Thompson I literally will just start blasting that and I'm a Soka head and I will blast it to the COVID of like it's Soka. And I'm just like, yes, I got this. I got this and this. And my daughter really looking at me like, you're crazy. I'm more just like, I don't care. I kind of need this moment. <laughs> like I need this. And I'm more of just like, I'll blast it to that extent, but also make sure I don't deafen the baby. So I'm just like, yes, we're going to jump on this. We got this. We're okay. So I would blast between that and like listening to like elevation and I'd be the same person who'd be like, wait, I missed the beginning of what this guy said. Let me listen to it again. I missed the beginning. Okay. Yes. God, you have that. You got this. You got this. So it's more of, I find I don't look 
I don't always look for a particular scripture. And it's more, sometimes it's hard to sit down and just read with two kids, but you can always listen to music. And I'd just be like, I just need to blast this music. Or I would take it to be my turn to go grocery shopping, even though it's not, and be like, can you just take care of them so I could just blast music on my way around and feel like I could connect and feel like that will, as I mentioned before, will ground me. Yeah. So at least you kind of grieve in that midst of everything. And then there was like, what was it? Elevations won the blessing to be more of like, there are blessings within everything. Amen. Amen. But I hope that answered your question of me. I'm more just like, I go to people, I'm like, song, I find that's a way of calming down. But that's also because I'm a music person where I'm like, I find worship is almost equally as important as like just sitting there reading it because you can read a lot. And if you don't understand what you're reading, that doesn't make any sense. Yep. Yep. That's so correct. And you're like me because in one of my struggles, I shared how I use worship as a way to cope. And like, you know, we just love music. Like all I need to hear is the beat. Like I just need to hear something like <laughs> there's literally almost never silence in my house. Cause I'm always playing something. And my daughter looks at me like, uh, can we ever have silence? She's like, I'm listening to something or I want silence. Like she likes silence, but I'm always like, Alexa, play this, play that. Or I'm on my phone. Like literally even today, my phone was dying and I'm like reaching for her phone so I can play something on like <laughs> YouTube because a song popped in my head and I knew Alexa wouldn't get it right. And so I'm like you, but worship is it's communication with God. So, you know, something that I shared was even though you're not able to physically even um, pray or you may not be able to like read a scripture right then and there, it's like the words of the worship songs are a prayer. Like it's communication to God, right? It's you going to God in that vulnerable moment and allowing God to come to you as well. So I totally understand what you're saying and where you're coming from when you say you use worship more yeah. music because i'll even listen to my daughter say her prayer over a meal and for the longest time honest to god god is only the only person there's literally like a five to ten second portion where i'm like god is the only one who understands what you're saying because you were saying the exact same prayer for like two months and i honestly do not know what you're saying someone can be like so what's that i don't know I don't know. I swear it's English. It's between her and God. That's it. Be like, what? It's between her and God. And I think it came down to she was praying for the neighbors. And it was the way she said it. that We were just there like, what? What? <laughs> what do you say? I feel bad. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, God understands her. What? God understands her. If he doesn't understand her, we have an issue. But I know he knows what she's talking about. It's okay. All that matters that he understands. So to close, what would you say to encourage somebody that is out there that is struggling with that same issue of grief and just losing a loved one? I feel like the first stage is acceptance and realizing that you can't just live in grief. Like it is hard. It's nothing, nothing comes easy, but if you live in that midst of grief, it just gets, I honestly believe it just gets harder. As in, I had one friend where you could never call her on the day that her mom passed. 
Like you would never be able to get a hold of her and nothing like that. And they're more just like, I get you, but you need to kind of like grasp the concept of would that person want you to live like that? Would that person want you to be like this? Does God want you to be like this? But it's finding what allows you to balance or allows you to keep connected. Is it attending church? Is that what keeps you connected? Is it reading scripture? You technically don't have to sit there and actually read a, read the Bible. You can listen to an audio book. It could be like, this is what I'm doing. Is it more interpretations? But be careful on the interpretation because interpretations can be misunderstood because I sit back there and I'm like, that's not what God meant though. That That's not what he meant. I get where, no, that's not what he meant. <laughs> or Amen. you can listen to, I'm like, or listening to music where, um, I left one church and some people would say, well, it was this. I'm like, no, I didn't feel connected to God being there. So I didn't understand the purpose of still worshiping there. I'm like, I needed to come out and find something else because I was losing my being and I was losing my presence and that wasn't working for me. And what I say to people, I'm like, if you are dealing with grief, if it's music, there's a lot of music that can help you. Whether or not you need music to be upbeat and you could scream it through something, or you need it to be kind of so like amazing grace, just take that time to be with yourself. But also, I guess, like, don't lose your connection with everything else. As in, don't lose your connection with people, because I feel like we are supposed to be around people. Don't lose your connection. Try not to lose your connection with God, because he is the person who will keep you grounded. And he will give you mysterious ways where um, it may take a while for you to actually understand what he's trying to say. We do all have those moments where we look at God and you're like, can you just give me an answer? Like, I'm tired of the crypto messages. Can you just give me an answer? But I feel like sometimes it's that scream of, can you, God scream back at us? Like, can you just listen? I've been giving you an answer. Can you just listen? Right. Oh my gosh. That is so powerful. Like, cause a lot of times we're asking God for answers or we're asking God for clarification. And he's like, like you said, I've already given you an answer. Can you just listen? Can you just listen? And it just takes me back to that scripture in Revelation where he says, you know, behold, I set before you open doors that no man can shut it. Right. And I remember in a video that I made a while ago, I was just saying how a lot of times we're praying and we're asking God for open doors when he's like, no. I've already opened these doors before you, right? So it's like, just listen, just listen. But we're always so busy crying and complaining to God. And God's like, nope, just be quiet, be still. And that still small voice is how he will appear. But if we're busy in the midst of the noise, then we will miss him. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your struggle with us. I definitely hope that it will encourage somebody out there that is going through grief because I know it's been a rough year for a lot of people with not being able to see loved ones or losing loved ones and not being able to, you know, say goodbyes in the traditional ways that we're used to. So I know that too has played like a huge role. So thank you for coming on and being so transparent and being open and just kind of sharing your struggle with us. I do appreciate it. And thank you. No problem. God bless. You too.
To all the listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you were blessed. Until next time, be encouraged, be inspired, and be blessed. Thank you.